Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Amplify Her podcast. Holy crap. If you're listening to this and you've been listening to this show for a while, you're probably like, what the fuck is going on, Christina? What's happening? Um, or you're like, yeah, this this makes sense. Um, I'm changing the name to my show. Want to get it out there in the first 30 seconds. <laughs> um, Growing Woman has served its time. It is wonderful. It's been wonderful. It's been such a beautiful space that I've been able to hold for a while. Um, but I've always felt a little off about the name of the show because originally the show was called Grown Woman. And I had a moment where I realized that Grown Woman is something, you know, primarily stated by black women and used in black culture. And I really didn't want to name my show after something that could be seen as appropriating. And that just felt really strange to me. And so I changed the name of the show to Growing Woman. And in doing so, I wanted to keep the name in the same vein, but it always felt a little off to me. I thought it would be cool, but I just, you know, when I started working on Amplify Her Media and started looking at my specific goal of amplifying women's voices and stories, I realized like, I don't know if this name is serving the show anymore. And it's not that big of a deal to change a name. But from move from now on, moving forward, this will be the Amplify Her podcast. And I know that there are shows with similar names. That's totally fine. I think there's room for everyone <laughs> in this in this space. And, um, you know, with Amplify Her Media, I thought it just made sense. So from now on, you're listening to the Amplify Her podcast. Um, and you may have already noticed that when you got a notification for the show or you clicked on the title. So I'm I'm really <laughs> I'm really excited about it and I think it's going to be really good. The format of this show will remain the same, um but I'm going to be making a couple changes. As my listeners know, I am consistently inconsistent and I really really want to have a goal of changing that. I think for me, finding the time to regularly edit and record and make this happen has been really challenging, but I would I really want to push myself over the next three months to make that happen. So I am going to be pushing myself and I'm actually going to be releasing two episodes a week for this show. I really want to grow my audience. I really want to grow my network and talk to more women. I really want to grow the shows on the Amplify Her Media Network. And I want to grow the support from companies to, to support the Amplify Her Media Network and people who are creating content within the network. And I'm going to actually list those people soon. But um, I wanted to let you know of the updated Amplify Her podcast schedule. So I will be releasing shows on Wednesdays and Fridays moving forward. So Wednesdays will be other than this one. This week is going to be a little flipped because I wanted to get this update out to you all. So this episode is going to be a solo episode. And then on Friday, I will have an interview that I'm launching with an incredible woman to talk about her career journey. But moving forward, Wednesdays will be uh, the space for interviews to be launched. And then Fridays will be solo episodes with me. Uh, I really enjoy doing solo episodes. I think they're super fun. I think they're super fun. And I hope you do too. Also, if you notice I'm a little stuffy, it's because my child got sick 
over the weekend. And of course, I then got what he got. Um, also say hello to Brooklyn in the background. Always. <laughs> One day I will have like a an awesome soundproof studio for this show. But until then, we have Brooklyn in the background. So uh, let's talk about the other shows on the Amplify Her Media Network. I am so, so excited about them. And I was actually going to launch this particular announcement earlier, but then Roe versus Wade got overturned and I just could not sit and do not like I was just forced mentally to hop online, to hop on this show, to talk about it. And the response that I've received um, around talking about it has been tremendous. Um, I'm really, really grateful and I, I'm going to keep talking about it. So um, the second half of this show will be uh, updates on abortion access and reproductive health access um, and what we're seeing coming down the pipeline right now. So let's talk about the shows on the Amplify Her Media Network because you guys, I'm so excited about them. So some of you might know that I have two shows on this network a total of three, including mine. But now we have four, and I'm so excited <laughs> to share um, this lineup with you guys. It's going to be such a cool summer. I'm really hoping we can get a couple more added to the network. I am so excited about this community that I'm building and that these women are building. It's just so, so cool. So the first show that um, joined the network is Discovering Amazing Possibilities. I've talked about this show before. Um, it's with Carmen Shields. And the thing that I love about this show is that it is bite size. So really no episode is going to be over 25 minutes, really. Carmen loves to keep these episodes short and sweet, around 15 to 20 minutes, sometimes shorter than that. And it's all about discovering amazing possibilities. It's pretty straightforward. But every um, other week, Carmen releases episodes. And it's all about growth. It's all about intuition, perspectives, different points of views, um, learning to step into your power. Um, Carmen actually wrote a book around grief, and she shares her experience with that. It's such a great show. And it's also really rad to see Carmen come into her own um, you know, while putting this show out into the world, it's been very, very cool to see. So I'm going to link the uh, shows in the description of this episode so you can go directly to their pages and listen to them. They're, all of these women are so talented and I'm so excited that they're, you know, a part of this community. Now, the second show on the Amplify Her Media podcast network lineup is uh, the Momster podcast. And that's with Veronica Castellanos, who hosts that show. I recently interviewed Veronica. I cannot wait for you to hear this interview. It's probably going to be out a month from now. Um, but holy moly, Veronica is real. She is trying to heal herself and share her journey with others so she can help normalize the ups and downs of motherhood and just be real about how we feel sometimes in this role. I love her show. I love her soothing voice. I will never stop talking about it. And it's um, it's been really cool 
to see her journey so far in picking the show back up. And um, and I'm really excited to see her evolution and her progress and what happens down the pipeline with her. So please go check out the Momster podcast. It's super, super awesome. Okay, and now I'm so excited to share the third podcast in the Amplify Her Media lineup, and that is the Chingonas Only Club with Melly Ramirez. I am so excited about this podcast. Melly is a powerhouse. She is a member of our military. She is a mom to three boys. And her podcast is, you know, proudly Latina. And she is all about getting the word out there about her lived experience, about normalizing conversations, about what it means to be a chingona. And I really appreciate her voice, her conversations, her honesty, her raw attitude um, towards everything. If you follow Melly already, you know she's super honest and real on her social media. And I was really, really excited to talk to her about joining the network. We just really vibed well. And um, I want to see her podcast grow. And I want to see, you know, people listen to her stories and her show. And the cool thing about these shows is some of them are starting out. They're new to this medium. And it's already so amazing to see their journeys and to see how they've evolved throughout this process. And with Carmen, Veronica and Melly, it is amazing to already see this evolution within their journeys. I know I'm evolving, I'm trying to grow, and it's. I feel like we're really starting to build a community here. Um, So go listen to the Chingonas Only Club. Um, It is so real and so needed, and I'm really excited to welcome Melly to the Amplify Her Media Network, and please go and give her a warm welcome and follow her online. So those are the three podcasts on the network. Like I said, I think there will be one more coming down the pipeline, hopefully. Um, But I am always looking for, you know, creators who are women who are um, looking to grow and expand their community and might need a little more support. Um, And then if you want to support these shows, if you are a company looking to support and get the word out there about your product, please reach out to me. I really want to support these creators and support your brand too. So I'm putting my nose to the grindstone. So if you have anything you want to get out there, let me know. Let's talk. I'm I'm really so excited. It feels so special right now to be working with these women, to be in conversation with them. And I can't wait to, you know, boost what they're doing online and really show you guys what they're doing. So, so many things happening. Holy moly. Um, but I do want to get into um, the state of our hellscape that is the United States. And um, the last episode of this show was all about the um, overturning of Roe versus Wade. And what do we do? And what do we do now? What's coming down the pipeline? I've been posting on TikTok and I've gotten some incredible responses to my posts online. Um, And I but I haven't updated my audience here on um, the changes that have been happening. Some of you probably already know about it. Some of you may not. 
But what I've been trying to do and I found really helpful is approaching this problem um, and this major, major problem with, okay, where can people access legal abortions? Because I think I said this in my last episode, but abortions are not going to go away. Um, Women are just simply going to die from this policy. Um, As much as I can do to, to share where people can get safe legal abortions, I will. Um, And so I wanted to read the current listing because there have been so many updates of uh, restraining orders. There's been um, pre-Roe versus Wade laws that have taken effect in some states. Um, So as of today, this is and today is July 6th. This is what I have. And if I am incorrect in any of this, please let me know. And I'm more than happy to issue, you know, a quick restatement and fix things in the next episode of the show. All right. As of July 6th, 2022, here is where you can get a legal abortion in the United States. Alaska, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, the District of Columbia, Hawaii, Illinois, Kansas, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, North Carolina, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Vermont, Virginia, and Washington. There are some states where you can still get a legal abortion, but they have restrictions up to certain weeks. In Montana, Nebraska, and Iowa, you can get an abortion up to 20 weeks. In Indiana, it's 22 weeks. In North Carolina, it's 24 weeks. In Florida, The governor tried to push forward a 15-week ban where you can get an abortion up to 15 weeks, but a judge has blocked that ban. There's a temporary, there's, there's a temporary restraining order in place. And I do want to say in Michigan, a 1931 law uh, that's pre-Roe is threatening rights in the state. The governor is pushing for that law to not be in effect. States with six-week bans, um, which are typically called heartbeat bills. Ohio has a heartbeat bill in place, and South Carolina has a heartbeat bill. Georgia has a heartbeat bill that's going through the courts. And I'm also seeing that abortion clinics in Georgia are getting triple the amount of calls right now, which is incredibly scary. These are the states with pre-Roe versus Wade laws in effect right now. Arizona. West Virginia, Wisconsin, Alabama, and Texas. That means abortion is banned in these states. Texas has a 1925 law in place until their trigger law is in effect. If you remember, Texas had a 30-day waiting period before their trigger law would take place. And so they've relied on this 1925 law to put that ban in effect. And these are the states with trigger laws. Some of them um, are being blocked. I'll go through those as well. Arkansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Idaho, South Dakota, Texas, Wyoming, Mississippi, Missouri, North Dakota, Oklahoma, and Tennessee, and Utah. Those are the states with those trigger laws. Like I said, Texas has that pre-roll law that put it in place. Um, Tennessee had that 30-day waiting period. It was waived, so now there is a ban in place. Kentucky, Louisiana, and Utah 
currently all have restraining orders that are putting their uh, bans on temporary hold. And I think that's um, those are all of the states right now and where they stand. Um, things aren't good. Things are not good. Um, we're already seeing so many horrible stories. So if you are listening to this and you are looking for access to a legal and safe abortion, the states that I just listed that have them are going to be that go-to resource. But I also want to mention abortion pills are still available and legal and I I would encourage you to look into them. Plan C pills are um, the ones that I know of. I'm sure there are more out there that I can do some more research on. um, But Plan C is is the pill that I know of that you can still receive abortion pills. Um, We're already hearing about in some states women being forced to wait hours upon hours for treatment because doctors have to consult with lawyers and officials to see if what they're doing is legal. For example, there is a woman who had an ectopic pregnancy and she had to wait nine hours and um, she nearly bled to death. There are notes being sent out to nursing staff that are listing all of the procedures that have to be reported to the police. Um, Some of them, some symptoms and and procedures are um, heart palpitations or if someone is septic. Um, There are a lot of people in healthcare that are starting to share these stories. And there's also the absolutely horrifying story of a 10-year-old girl in Ohio that was seeking an abortion who was denied an abortion and uh, was told that this could be an opportunity. So, it's not good. <sighs> Things are not good here. Um, the thing that it's, it's really hard for me not to be really angry about all of this. And I am really angry. And I keep seeing like people talking about understanding each other and understanding each other's differences. But if you're okay with a 10 year old girl being pregnant and and giving birth to a child when there's an option for her not to go through that misery and that trauma and that hell, I don't understand you. I don't understand you. If you're okay with letting a woman bleed out for nine hours because a doctor had to go and clarify with an attorney if they could treat her, I I don't understand you. I don't understand your ethics, your morality, who you are as a person. If you're okay with nurses reporting if a person had heart palpitations or is septic to see if they need to be arrested for seeking an illegal quote unquote procedure, I don't agree with you. Like I I can't really see a middle ground there. Um abortion is healthcare and it's so interesting because I'm posting some videos on TikTok and a couple of them have gotten quite a few views, which has been great to just get the information out there. And of course, I was expecting, you know, some people to be posting some not so nice comments on those those um, updates. And there is one woman who was saying, you know, abortions are so sad. Look it up. And I responded, abortion is healthcare. And 
this person responded healthcare. Uh huh. Sure. And I, it just made me realize like how many people don't actually know what goes into number one, reproductive health and reproductive care. They're just being told that people are murdering babies. And number two, how many people feel so brave to comment on something they have no knowledge about? Abortion is healthcare. The two scenarios that I just listed, a woman going to the hospital for an ectopic pregnancy and a young girl going to get an abortion because she had been raped, that is healthcare. Like, I don't understand how you can't see that. Pregnancy and birth, reproductive health for women is brutal and bloody and complicated. It is not A or B. It is every letter of the alphabet. It is it is a lot. And we deserve to have systems in place where we can be taken care of properly. The UN has even issued a statement. This is the statement that the UN issued. The UN Women's Rights Committee today said that the United States is one of only seven countries in the world that are not parties to the International Convention that protects women's human rights, including their right to sexual and reproductive health. The committee urged the United States of America to adhere to the convention, which it signed in 1980, but has never ratified. In light of the U.S. Supreme Court's decision to strike down Roe v. Wade, the committee expressed solidarity with women and girls in the United States, In addition, it called on all states' parties to end criminalizing abortion and allow legal abortion, at least in cases of rape, incest, threats to life, or health of the pregnant woman and girl, and severe fetal impairment. The committee issued the following statement. The Committee on the Elimination of Discrimination Against Women urges the United States of America to adhere to the Convention of the Elimination of All Forms of Discrimination Against Women in order to respect, protect, fulfill, and promote the human rights of women and girls. With 189 states' parties, the CEDAW Convention is the only near-universal treaty that comprehensively protects women's human rights including their sexual and reproductive health rights. The United States of America is one of seven states worldwide that have not yet become party to the convention. The right to health under Article 12 of the CEDAW Convention includes the right to bodily autonomy and encompasses women's and girls' sexual and reproductive freedom. In addition, Article 16 protects women's rights to decide freely and responsibility on the number and spacing of their children and to access and to have access to the information, education, and means to enable them to exercise these rights. The committee recalls that unsafe abortion is a leading cause of maternal mortality and morbidity. It has repeatedly called on states' parties to the CEDAW Convention to remove punitive measures for women who undergo abortion and to legalize abortion at least in cases of rape, incest, threats to the life or health of the pregnant women and girls and severe fetal impairment. Access to safe and legal abortion and to quality post-abortion care, especially in cases of complications resulting from unsafe abortions, helps to reduce maternal mortality rates, prevent adolescent and unwanted pregnancies, and ensure women's right to freely decide over their bodies. In that regard, the committee endorses the statement by the High Commissioner for Human Rights, Michael Bachelet, 
that access to pre-productive rights is at the core of women and girls' autonomy, an ability to make their own choices about their bodies and lives, free of discrimination, violence, and coercion. The committee has repeatedly stressed in its dialogue with states' parties and it, in its concluding observations and in its jur- pr- jurisprudence under the optional protocol to the convention that denial of access to safe and legal abortion is a severe restriction on women's ability to exercise their reproductive freedom and that forcing women to carry a pregnancy to full term involves mental and physical suffering amounting to gender-based violence against women and in circumstances to torture or cruel, inhuman or degrading treatment in violation of the CEDAW Convention. The committee is committed to upholding the human rights of women and girls around the world. It will not resile from this mandate, especially in relation to access to safe and legal abortion for all women. In light of the recent decision of the United States Supreme Court in Dobbs versus Jackson, women's health organizations striking down Roe versus Wade, a near half century legal precedent that has protected women, a women's right to choose to have an abortion, the committee expresses its solidarity with women and girls in the United States and resolutely urges the United States of America to adhere to the convention. Some fun facts, the United States of America played a significant role in drafting the CEDAW convention. It was the first state to sign the convention in July 1980. However, it has never ratified it. Listen to this. The other states that are not parties to the convention are Iran, Palau, Somalia, Sudan, Tonga, and the Holy See. Those are the only countries that are not a part of this convention. Those are the only countries that are not a part of this convention. I'm going to repeat it because think about other countries that we've gone to war with, that we're, we're told are less than us, that we're sold propaganda about. Their women have more protections than we do for our reproductive rights. I'm thinking about Afghanistan, Iraq, Russia. Like, it's crazy how much we criminalize other races, how much we criminalize other cultures, how we're seen, um, how we're, we're trained to see developing countries in such a negative, brutal light. And we are part of seven other countries in the world that are not a part of the CEDAW Convention. The countries are Iran, Palau, Somalia, Sudan, Tonga, and the Holy See. Like, can you even believe that? I mean, I can now, but it's like, how much bullshit are we sold around other countries? We have less rights than they do. Oh, I'm pissed. So I thought it'd be really important to just read that statement from the UN. The world is laughing at us. No joke. Like, it's, we're, we're, we're the joke. We're embarrassing. And on top of that, there's another shooting and a little baby has lost two, his, his two parents. I can't even think about it. It's too much. It's all too much. Something I also wanted to say, and I know that this is another heavy, heavy episode of this show, is that when we're thinking about um, the mother's life being at stake as a case for, you know, abortion, if you're thinking, well, at least we have that, or at least we have cases, you know, of rape or incest that are, um, you know, that, that can help with abortion access and treatment. The thing that we have to remember is there, these are all on an individual basis. Healthcare teams don't have guidelines on what it means for a mother's life to be threatened 
hence that nine that nine hours that woman waited and bled out in the ER. Um, what is the scale for determining how in danger a woman's life is? Um, and then the same for rape and incest. Um, I've seen language going around where people are saying, well, you have to prove it. There has to be proof of these things happening. It's, um, it's such bullshit language. Um, and having abortion access, I mean, I'm sure the majority of people who are listening to this episode know this already and know everything I'm saying, but having access to abortion just baseline is, is going to take care of all of those instances where everything is murky and people have to make judgments because that's how people die. That's how children are going to be having children. And it's infuriating to see all these reports already coming out in public health, um, you know, in, in, in these communities that are stating that we're already seeing cases, um, even access to contraception. A lot of clinics are really scared right now. So they're saying, well, we can't give you ABC. Um, there are some people who take birth control to prevent blood clots or to prevent themselves from ble- bleeding out in certain cases. And they're being told they can't have access to their medication. This is a major issue. And I think these uh, like I actually <laughs> I don't want to be like a conspiracy theorist, but like these people who are making these laws know women are going to die. They know it. They know the majority of Americans voting for these people. I don't know if they know how bad it's um, going to be for women or maybe they don't care. And that's the part where I start to get really upset where I'm like, do you know? Are you aware? You don't think abortion is healthcare? Let's let's talk about that a bit more. And so you can understand what you're actually saying. Um, ugh, getting angry. Um, all right. Before I wrap up this show, sorry for this fucking heavy episode, but I'm also not sorry. I wanted to give an update on the Pentagon um, because the Pentagon released a couple of statements over the past week and a half or so um, that it will continue to provide abortions in cases of rape, incest, or when the mother's life is at risk. Um, A memo from Gil Asnero, Senator the Secretary of Defense, for personnel and readiness was released. Federal law prohibits... um, them from performing other types of abortions, but states may not impose criminal or civil liability in federal employees who employ their duties in a manner authorized by federal law. Service members will still be granted leave to travel to receive an abortion, and in some cases, the U.S. government will pay for that travel. There was also a statement um, on Friday from the Secretary of Defense, um, Lloyd Austin, that basically said he's going to do whatever he can to continue to protect our service members because service members are living in different states all the time around the country. So they absolutely deserve protection. And something that I think is such a critical piece to all of this that I heard someone, I'm not going to do it justice, but I heard someone say this and it was just like this. Yeah, Uh uh-huh, moment was that we now live in a country where if you are a woman or someone that has a uterus, your rights are diminished depending on which state you go to. If you're crossing state lines, you're not going to have as many rights as uh, 
the women in another state or men in general, we are second class citizens because men can cross state lines. They're fine. Nothing happens to them. We cross a state line. We don't have access to health care, to life-saving health care. Um, we are now second class citizens and it feels like we don't matter. So keep spreading the word about abortion access. I know I will keep donating to abortion funds. There are so many wonderful abortion funds out there. There's the National Network of Abortion Funds that funds all of these funds so um, people can travel across state lines. There are a lot of these states where abortion is legal that are ensuring that if people cross state lines, they won't be prosecuted for doing so. And of course, there are already (sighs) state leaders that are trying to make it illegal for women to cross state lines to receive an abortion. If you're pissed, if you're not okay with this, if you live in a city, if you live in like Nashville, or if you live in Cleveland, or like New Orleans, like those are, I'm assuming, Atlanta, like pretty um, progressive cities, and you're going to be affected by this immensely. So the thing that I can't stop thinking about are all these young black and brown girls who are going to be affected by this the most. I cannot stop thinking about them. And I, I'm going to continue to raise my voice and something has to change. And I'm really, really nervous that something major is coming down the pipeline in this country even more so um, than what we're seeing right now. But all we can do is keep going and scream out and I'm going to look into I mean I know that voting locally is uh, such a huge part about part of all of this like in Kansas there there is a vote to amend their constitution to include or not include abortion rights in their constitution so if you live in Kansas like go fucking vote the thing that a lot of us are frustrated around is we're voting, you know, for people who align with our beliefs and they're not pushing hard enough. They're not doing enough. Um, So the people who are pushing for these abortion bans are dirty. They're playing dirty. They're, you know, hello, Brooklyn. They're, um, they're gross. And I'm just like, get gross. Like, I, like, can we get gross? Like, I, (laughs) I know that there are options that our president can put into place that our leadership can put into place and like we need that so um but I also know we're all fucking exhausted and we're sick of it so I know that this is all a lot and right now I'm rambling um but I wanted to just provide this information so you will you all can you know get a better idea of what's going on if you don't no. Um, and if this isn't the show right now for you, that's totally fine. I totally get it. On Friday, we'll have an interview with another person, but I can't just sit here and not talk about it. That's just not how I operate. Um, I know that there's hope. I know that there are things we can do. I know that I know that there are solutions and I'm actively going to be like seeking people out to interview about these things because I really want the solutions to be available and for us to see what we can do. But right now, it does feel like the world is crumbling around us. Like, I just watched Stranger Things, which was so fucking good. Um, And there's like, oh, spoiler alert, if you have not watched it. But there's a scene where um, Eleven is in like this mind palace and the mind palace starts to like kind of crumble around her. 
And that's how I feel. Like, I feel like everything's, uh, everything around me is like on fire and burning and everything's going up into flames. And I'm just like, how, how do I put out the fire? So if you know of any resources or if you want to share anything with folks, please, please do. I hope this show is helpful. Maybe it was just ranting. I'm not sure. But I'm excited for this next chapter of the podcast. I'm excited to keep putting information out there about um, women's health and spreading the word about resources. I will keep doing so. Um, follow me online at, on Instagram at Amplify Her Media. My goal this summer is to get that website up, guys. I'm gonna do it. And on TikTok, I'm at Christina E. Singh, but I'll probably change my name to Amplify Her Media soon. But for now, you can follow me there where I'm posting regular updates as well. And please go follow the ladies in the Amplify Her Media Network. Yeah, give them a follow. All the, the details are in the description for this episode. Um, please remember your voice matters and your story matters. I will see you on the next episode. I love y'all. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.